rising, he justified, freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day. One day they led him up Calvary's mountain. One day they nailed him to down a tree. Suffering anguish, despised and rejected. Bearing our sins, my Redeemer is he. Hands of your nation stretched out on a tree. Took the nails for me, living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified, freely forever, one day he's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day. One day the grave could conceal him no longer. One day the stone rolled away from the door. Then he arose over death he had conquered. Now is ascended, my Lord, evermore. Death cannot hold him, the grave cannot keep him. Rising again, living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified, freely forever, one day he's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day. love you today and we thank you so much for loving us we thank you for all you've done for us god we just pray for our service today god that you would be lifted up and you would be glorified in jesus name we pray amen
that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written, Jesus Christ, my name. could imagine so great a mercy what heart could fathom such boundless grace the God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame the cross has Savior, I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my living Lord. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. Salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. In came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring the grave has no claim on me. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your barren body began to
salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Oh God, you are my living Yours is the glory, yours is the 
If you have your Bible with you today, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4. This is the Living Word of God part 2. Dealt with this some last week. The uh, outline that you got on the opposite side of your back side of your announcements is pretty much the same. Changed a little bit uh, in, in any way. Hebrews chapter 4, the Living Word of God part 2. 4, 12 and 13. Read along with me. For the Word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his. I want you to notice that uh, word his. There's no creature hidden from his. It doesn't say its. It says his. The word of God is the printed word of God and it's also the spoken word of God it's Jesus Christ the word of God so it doesn't say that no creature is hidden from its sight it's no creature is hidden from his sight Jesus the living word of God but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account a couple things on your outline if you have a hard copy of it some of this will not be on the screen because we did deal with it last week, and a lot of that will not be on the screen, but this will. This is kind of a, 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 a sentence that we can work with, the spoken and the written word of God, through, by, and for Jesus Christ, the, the, the living word of God. Then if you're looking at your 
at your outline uh, the scripture we dealt with that last week so I'm not going to go over that over that again uh, that's all there you, c you can look at that if you if you want to if you if 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 you need to so we're going to go right on down to the application part I'm sure all of you don't recall exactly but on the application part of the outline last week it was it was taking Hebrews 4:12. Uh, the word of God is is alive it's powerful and it's sharp and last week I just skipped on down and dealt with sharp so that's why it's not there so this week on the application part of the scripture the word of God is living and it's powerful okay so on the on the application the living word of God there is nowhere that he is not it's more than the printed word the printed word is the word of God but it's more than that it's alive it's uh, it's, it's it's it breathes it moves there is nowhere that he is not it doesn't say there is nowhere that it is not there is nowhere that he is not there is nowhere that he is not okay there is a, a quote that I that I like there is not one square inch of the entire creation about which Jesus Christ does not cry out this is mine this belongs to me and that's why he is so passionate about you because you are his now you may not believe that you may not receive that but you are his and that's why he is so passionate about reaching you that's why Jesus died on the cross for you you are his and he's here to claim you so the word of God is alive it's breathing it's moving there is nowhere that he is not right here I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time I want to get on down to the end but I want to just share with you something right here the living word of God is he's alive he's mo moving he's everywhere you can't escape him I uh, I have doubts and struggle with doubt like everyone else does I don't know if it's more I don't know if it's less but I struggle with doubt like everyone we all do some more some less I've struggled with um, when I'm going through something of course it's probably always going to be something difficult to cause doubt that probably makes sense it's probably always going to be something difficult something tough something that's testing my faith because that's where the struggle of doubt is isn't it it's a test of faith so I go through those too and I wonder is God even there I wonder if God cares I wonder is God listening to me is God watching this does God even know about this and it is through the the struggling and the difficulties that make us wonder I don't know if you've ever wondered those things you've probably wondered one or two of those things is God paying attention does God really love me why is God allowing this and so we struggle we struggle with doubt but I'll tell you what helps me a lot of things help me but this morning along this 
issue right here, the living word of God. I'll tell you what helps me is uh, the fact I've got a little more age now. And what that means is that I've been through a little bit more stuff, gone through more stuff. And I look back, and I want you to do this, and I look back beyond, backward, beyond what I'm going through right now. Because what I'm going through right now, or what we're going through right now, or is what's causing, a, 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 we wonder. It's a test of faith, and, and we're struggling with doubt because of what's going on right now. But when you look back, the question to you is, when you look back at what you've been through in the past, can't you see the living word of God being with you every step of the way. Can't you see that now? And you probably couldn't see it at the time. But can you remember when you've been through doubt before and you've been through uh, tests of faith before and there have been times in the past where I just don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know what God's going to do. I've been through this before where I've I've wondered if God's paying attention. God, do you love me? I've been through this before. And I look back, and almost every time I present this to people like this, almost every time, they'll, they'll agree. When we look back carefully, prayerfully, at where we've been and what God saw us through, and he was right there with us every day step of the way. Why? Because he's alive. He's alive. There's nowhere that he is not. There's nothing that he does not see. There's nothing that he can't do. There's no one that he's not with. He may not be in like we say we, when we talk about inviting the Holy Spirit in. He may not be welcomed in, but there is no one that he's not with. And he's watching and because you're his. And I want you to be able to look back beyond what you're going through right now. And I want you to be able to see the living word of God, Jesus, being with you every step of the way, no matter what you've been through. Well, if you can look back and see that, if you can prayerfully and, and, and thoughtfully consider where you've been, what you've been through, he's been with you every step of the way even those times that I really didn't know it at the time, there's nothing to make me think he's not going to see me through this. Okay, The living word of God. There is nowhere that he is not. We go on to the powerful word. The powerful word of God. The, the uh, best scripture. And that, this is really all I'm going to do if, if you're looking at your outline is look at Matthew 11. 11.28, this is not going to be new to you. This is not going to be something that I haven't done bef before. But uh, here we go, Matthew 11.28. I'm sorry. Why did I say 11.28? <laughs> Matt's holding up his hands and I have no idea. Oh, I know why I said 11.28. Matt, the clock on the screen says 11.28. You can't see the clock, and I can. And, <laughs> wow, if, 
if, you're, if you watch this, I really haven't lost my mind as much as you may think that I have. I'm, I'm sorry, Matt, because I know Matt's back there thinking, whoa, that's not what, what we had planned. Matthew 28:18. Now the clock says 11:29. Matthew 28:18. We'll get back on back on track here. Look closely at that verse. We're talking about the powerful word. One he's the living word and he's the powerful word. And Jesus came and spoke unto them saying, "All power is given unto me in heaven and earth." You know, you know where that's from. Jesus getting getting ready to leave, getting ready to, uh, to ascend, and he's giving instruction to his disciples. Now, I want you to look closely at that verse, at what Jesus said. All power is given unto me. You see that? All power is given unto me. Now, I want you to look closely at two words, all power. Now, I want you to look closely at one word, all I'm doing this slow. You've heard me do this bef before, but this morning I'm supposed to remind you of this. It's nothing many of you haven't seen bef before. You already know what I'm going to say, but I've got to remind you of it. Nothing new. It's what you need to hear right now. All power. Okay, Jesus said, all power is given unto me. So, how much power does the devil have? None. Why? Where does the Bible say that? Right there. The Bible says it right there. How much power does the devil have? None. Where does the Bible say it? Right there. Why? Because it said that Jesus has all of it. Not some of it. And I've noticed the living word of God is not apt to share. He's not apt to give it away. He's not apt to let the devil have some of it. Why? Because it's all his. You remember the quote? There is not one inch of this earth. There is not one inch of any, one inch of any creation that Jesus is not crying out, This is mine. This is mine. That's what Jesus cries out. This is mine. He is mine. She is mine. And he's not apt to share. God's got glory. God has glory. He, that's a part of who he is. He's not apt to share. It's all his. All the power is his. The devil has none. Because all of it is Jesus. Okay? That's what the written and the living and the speaking word of God says. It's all his. Now... How much power do you have? It's not that hard. None. Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 15? Without me, you can do nothing. Now, we read through that and we think, oh, well, you know, that's true and that's a nice thing to say. No, it is true. And it is a nice thing to say. Without me, Jesus said, you can do nothing. Do you know that your heart is beating right now because of the living word of God? Every breath that you take right now is because of the living word of God. If God removes himself, you're dead. If God takes his hand off of you, you're nothing. 
You, the, Satan has no power. You have no power. It's all his. That's why he said it. And, I've, and I don't know if you've noticed this other thing about Jesus. He doesn't just seem to say empty words. Hey, do you, you know anybody that just talks to hear themselves talking? Don't look at me. Don't think about me. Do you know anybody that just likes to talk to hear themselves talk? That's not Jesus. Have you noticed that? He does not just say empty words, just empty things, just empty thoughts. When he says it, he means it. And he's not apt to share. So the devil has none. You have none. I have none. It's all his. Okay? I want you to know that. You've heard that before. It's nothing new. But you need to hear that right now. You have none. So you must this morning. Put all your dependence, all your care, all your trust in him. You cannot carry it on your own because you have no power. You can do nothing without him. And so trying to do this on your own, trying to do anything on your own, trying to do anything without him is, is uh, useless so all of it is, is pointing to him. He's the living word. He's the powerful word we dealt with last time. He's that sharpened word that looks and can see you, every bit of you. I'm going to give you a couple thoughts down here toward the end of the, of the application. Just, just two thoughts. The first one I'm not going to spend very long on. It's simply this. Somebody, ta somebody taught me this, and, I'm one, and I, I absolutely believe that this is true. What we've been talking about, we'll read the word here in a minute, is the sovereignty. The sovereignty of God is, is uh, every, he's everything. Uh, you know, if, if I can make a real long story short, he's everything. All powerful, knows it all. There's nothing he, nothing he can't see. The sovereignty of God. Somebody taught this to, to me years ago. I found out through experience that this is absolutely true. Almost all your spiritual growth will be tied in some way with your growth in the sovereignty of Jesus. As you learn the truth of what we just talked about, that it's all about him. It's all about him. And, and uh, this statement's been absolutely true for me. Every step of spiritual growth that I have had, that I have every step I've taken is involved some way and I didn't know it at the at the time but I learned something I gained something I, I became stronger I became more firm about the sovereignty of God the sovereignty of Jesus in my life that's why I preach about it so much because I believe it so much I preach about it so much because it's helped me so much that even though the situation at the time didn't seem to have anything to do with the sovereignty of God by the time I was through I figured out you know what God does know. You know what? God does care. You know what? God does love me. And maybe there may have been, and there will be, and there have been times I didn't see it, I didn't know it. By the time I got through, I knew it. God really does see. God really does care. Now, I said I wasn't going to spend long there. I'm going to, I'm going to end. This, these are two things, two things that I really want to 
I want you to get, I, I'm leaving it at the end because I want you to, I want to end with it. I want you to walk out of here knowing this. And it is simply hang on two ways. Hang on. Hang on. Two ways. First way we use the word hang on is uh, something I hate. Don't ever invite me to go. Uh, rides at the fair. I hate those things. I can hang a rafter on the tallest house, but I hate those rides. When I'm hanging a rafter on a house, I've got a hold of it. It's all me. When I'm on a, on a Ferris wheel or some of those rides, uh, I, I'm not in charge. I, I hate those things. Dee Dee loves those things. And over the years, well, when we were dating, when we were first married, I didn't know her really well. And she tricked me into, into going on. She said, oh, there's, there's nothing to it. It's just a little kitty ride. No. No, it wasn't a little kitty ride. And she just laughed, and I just hate it. I hate. Hang on. That's the ride at the fair. Hang on. It's going to be a wild ride. Okay. There's another hang on. We'll get to it in a minute. But that's this one. This morning, I'm going to talk to you about hang on two ways. This is the word of God to you. Somebody in the room, somebody who will watch this needs to hear this. Hang on. Why? It's a wild ride. You better hang on. Who am I hanging on to? Jesus, right? Jesus. Now, it could be that you're in on a wild ride right now. The wild ride of life. It could be that you're going to be on that wild ride of life next week or next month and you're going to remember this hang on hang on okay and sometimes that's really the best advice that I've got and really that's all that's sometimes that's all we can do because we don't have any power on on our own there's nothing we can do with without him so sometimes there's just that that all we can do is hang on hang on till this ride is over and the ride does have an end to it Hang on to Jesus until this ride is over. I want you to look at a verse. I never looked at it in this way, but uh, I'll stop watching the clock and look at uh, Luke chapter 8, 54. This is the raising of Jairus' daughter. Now, Jairus, if you, I won't spend a lot of time on the story, but his daughter is very sick. And Jairus goes to where Jesus, leaves home, goes to where Jesus is, finds him, says, would you come to my house and heal her? And Jesus says, yes. So long, okay, great, great, all right, so we're on the way. Well, on the way to Jairus' house where his daughter is dying, a woman touches the hem of Jesus' garment, the woman with the issue of blood. And Jesus stops. This is all in Luke ch chapter 8. Uh, okay. Wait a minute, if you're Jairus, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't stop. Don't stop. We've got to get to my house. My little girl is dying. Jesus stops. Jairus, wait a minute. <laughs> so G Jesus stops and spends time with the woman who has an issue of blood. We don't have any idea how long it took. In the meantime, 
Okay, Jesus deals with the, with the woman. They get started again. Somebody comes from Jairus' house and says, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter's died. So Jairus goes from hope to, wait a minute, I'm not sure. We don't have time for this to where now there's no hope left. She's died. Can you imagine the, the ride that he's on? Okay? Can you imagine that ride? And Jesus said, don't worry about it. Trust me. And so Jesus takes... Now, if I was Jesus, what's the point? What's the use? What's the hope? Jesus said, just trust me. So they walk on to Jairus' home, and the little girl is on the bed, dead. They weren't lying. She had died. Jesus walks into the room. He put them all outside. You see that? And took her by the hand and called, saying, little girl, arise. He took her by the hand. To another man in the room who probably needed somebody to take him by the hand is Jairus. Up and down, up and down. She's down and now she's up by taking Jesus by the hand. By taking Jesus by the hand. Hang on. Hang on. It's not over yet. Now Jesus didn't say this to Jairus but he did say this to Jairus. Hang on, Jairus. It's not over yet. You think it is, but the story is not ended yet. Hang on. Now, here's what I want you to see. And, and this is literally not true. But what did the girl feel when she took Jesus by the hand? What did Thomas, after the crucifixion, what did Thomas feel? When he saw and when he looked and when he touched Jesus' hand, what did Thomas feel? The scar where the nail is. Now that's the resurrected Jesus. Now that tells me that it's still there. That that scar is still there. That the resurrected Jesus, that scar is still there. So when you take Jesus by the hand, what are you going to feel? That scar. What's that scar say? I know how you feel. That scar says, I've been through it. That scar says, I've been through it. I know what it's like. The scar says, I can help you. The scar says, I know you. The scar says, I can handle this. If you'll hang on to my hand. So what I'm asking you to do is hang on to Jesus Nail-scarred hand. He knows how you feel. He knows how you feel. The next kind, hang on. The first one is, it's a wild ride. The, the last one, the second one, this one, hang on to that rope. Tie a knot in the end of the rope and hang on. This one is perseverance. This one isn't the wild ride. This one is time. Hang on. It's not over yet. So hang on. This one is hanging where the first one we could say Jesus took her by the hand and raised her up and she, could, she couldn't then. Th Thomas could feel 
the nail scar in his hand. That's hang on. It's a wild ride. This one is hang on, persevere, don't give up. Don't give up. Tie a knot in the end of that rope and don't give up. This one is like this. This is the strongest grip right here. Now I want you to see what happens with that grip right there. I can't hardly do this, but let's just say it's like this. Jesus reaching down to you. You're reaching up to him. Jesus reaching down to you. You're reaching up to him. And you're hanging on. But it's been a long time. This is the strongest grip. But it's been a long time. I'm going to tell you this this morning. Somebody needs to hear this. You've been hanging on a long time. How long do I hang on? You keep on. I don't know how long. You keep on. Here's what happens. Jesus reaching down to me. I'm reaching up to him. Who's going to give up first? Me. And I'll give up on that grip. But you know what? When I give up on the grip, who's still got a hold of me? Jesus does. You see this grip that he's got? He doesn't give up. He doesn't give up. He doesn't quit. If he would have quit, he would have quit in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he didn't. If he would have quit, he could have quit at any time before the cross. But he didn't quit. Why? Because he doesn't quit. Why didn't he give up? Because he doesn't give up. So what I need to do, because I'm tempted to do this, is turn loose in my grip. This morning, what I want you to do, grab a hold again. Grab a hold again. You're tempted to give up. It's been so long. It's been, when do I quit? You don't quit. When do I give up? You don't give up. Yeah, it's easy for you to say. It is easy for me to say and harder to do. But I'm a human just like you, and I've been through it just, just like you. And I've learned this o o over time. God's got the power. What I have to do, my job, is not get power from him. Just trust him for it. Just trust him. Well, I am trusting him. Then don't quit trusting him. And this morning, you may just need to say, hey, you know what? It's kind of like I need to start trusting him all over again. That's great. I don't care how you have to do it. I don't care how you have to look at it. It's just simply this. Hey, you better hang on because life is a wild ride. I think I said in the, uh, in the outline somewhere, if, if Christianity is boring to you, it's because you're not doing it right. Okay? I haven't found Christianity to be boring at all. It's been a wild, wild ride. And there's nothing to make me think it's not going to be that for the, rest, for the rest of my life. That's okay. I'm hanging on to Jesus. And, it's, and, it, and it may have been a long time and you're going through something. And I know that. But he's got a hold of you. You grab back a hold of him. This, this morning, right now. Okay? This morning, right now. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. Because he hasn't quit, and he hasn't given up on you. So don't you give up on him. I'm going to ask Grady to come. Grady's going to sing and have our, uh, our prayer time song. I'd like for you to stand, please.
in the congregation. And this is our prayer time. This is where we get along with Jesus. You can come and kneel. You can stand. You can sit. You can do whatever the Holy Spirit would have you have you do. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and and allow the Holy Spirit to move and to speak because the Word of God is alive. He's moving right now and He's speaking. It may be the wild ride. It may be the nail-scarred hand that you just need. You may say, you may be thinking, Pastor, I really need, it may be strange to say it, but right now, I really need that nail-scarred hand. I need somebody that knows how I feel. Well, he does. You may need to come, and, and that could be all you need to say. Jesus, right now, I need to feel that nail-scarred hand. It could be that you need to tie a knot on the end of the rope and hang on. That Jesus has got a hold of you. You know that. But you've got to grab his wrist. Now, you've been tempted to give up. You've been tempted to, to give in. Everybody in the room understands that. And so does Jesus. But this morning is coming, so I just need to grab hold again. I just need that touch again, and I need that right now. I need to make that, dis that decision right now. I just need, I need Jesus right now. If you need to come and pray, and we'd be happy to pray to pray with you. If you've got whatever it is, if you need to come and pray while Grady plays and sings, we invite you to come. I'm finding myself at a loss for words and the funny thing is it's a Last thing I need is to be heard, but to hear what you would say, a word of God speak, would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty, to be still and know you're in Finding myself in the midst of you, beyond the music, beyond the noise. All that I need is to be with you, and in the quiet, hear your voice, the word of God speak, would you pour down like rain? Washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God speak, would you pour down? 
washing my eyes to see your majesty be still and know that you're in this place please let me stay and rest in your holiness word of God speak Finding myself at a loss for words, and the funny thing is, it's okay. Amen.